So yeah. to be content and to be godly means you actively put your trust in God, knowing that there are some things you can control and you do your best and you trust the Lord. You trust the Lord with the outcome. You trust the Lord with what happens. You trust the Lord with the strength that you have. You trust the Lord with your abilities and capabilities. You trust the Lord with the opportunities that come to you. And you trust the Lord. You yeah. actively trust the Lord. This is... Fixed on Jesus. Hey everybody, welcome to the runaway train that is fixed on Jesus. We hop on and we don't always know where we're going to go, but all along the way you have me. I guess I'm your conductor more or less. My name is Rich and we have... Across the table, Mark, who sort of just, he throws coal in the fire sometimes. That's Other right. Sometimes he, you know, is, is, a, is, you know, is an agent for good, sometimes an agent for <laughs> ignorance and evil. But yeah. today, um, <laughs> we're looking forward to what he has to say. And behind the glass, we have Heather Corbett, who is always an agent for good mm. and, um, and just right. works and lives to glorify Jesus. So Amen. anyway. So, so I just, yeah, I just saw you taking a look at your tablet there and you had yeah, yeah. to take a, a double take so i just wanted to know are those new glasses they are yeah they look nice yeah they're new glasses that's, are they that's... bifocals <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing that up oh, mark just, just yeah that's they are bifocals i am of that age where i need to uh have progressive bifocals so the cool thing okay. is when i wear my, I, before I, I couldn't see when i i couldn't read when i wore my glasses now i can and mm. but i made a mistake last year when i was getting glasses there was this 25-year-old girl who was helping me, and she's like, do you want bifocals? And I wasn't, she asked like it was no big deal, and she asked like it was just, I mean, it's probably something she asks dozens of times each week, and I just wasn't prepared for that question. Mm, I was like, you off guard? not mentally prepared. I wasn't mentally, like I was thinking, I, I'm i not a person who needs bifocals, and mm. so I said, no, I don't need bifocals. Um, and it turned out I did, and now I have them. So yeah, uh, I can read my phone. I can, but I have you have to really kind of get yeah, used to. Yeah, you're doing the head nod. I thought you were good. saying what's up. No, nope, not saying what's up. I'm looking down. <laughs> you gotta like look through some different parts of the eye, of the glasses okay. and stuff like that. So okay, did anyway. it come with a strap? No straps. No, okay. No, I don't just need wanna... that yet. Yeah, soon. Just those those of... are for people who need reading glasses. So mm. They wear them around their necks. I was thinking of like basketball players, like the goggles. Mm, I don't think you wear goggles. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't have straps. Well, they do, but they don't take them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, our topic today is um, ambition versus contentment. So yeah. specifically like selfish ambition and godly ambition we'll get into. And a lot of this is motivated just by, you know, I've only been a Christian about three years. So I would think about things through a much different lens. Prior to getting saved, I was focusing on achieving and obtaining, uh, whether it was money, success, or notoriety. I'd a lot of people at our church know I was a professional poker player, so I was. Can people Google you and see you on TV? Yes, not on TV. Like I was on uh, YouTube they, or something. You can Google and see, like, if you Google Mark Johnson Jr. Poker, you can see 
Are you doing it right now? No, Don't do I'm it. not going uh, right There's old photos. I'm looking at the Bible. Mark. It's been at least good. Good for you. Stay fixed on Jesus. It's been um, what? How long ago? Uh, it's been like at least five years okay. since I played. But um, yeah, I started super young. So my whole focus. Were you like one of those guys that wore sunglasses? On occasion. but you wore sun- Did you wear a hood over your head and sunglasses? I would wear sun- sunglasses, but it was not for the reason you would think. So the reason you would think is that I was trying to cover up my own eyes. But I was really trying to not have people know which direction I was looking. I didn't want them to know I was looking at them. So I could maybe put my head straight, but I would be looking over there. And I didn't want them to know that. So it was different than what you might think. But that's not what we're talking about. It was more so just my sinful desire Boy, for that is, that excessive is amounts of money. Okay. And all that's the things that came with and that deception. Sin. What's that? Gla- do you do that now with sunglasses? Do you try to like put them on so people don't know where you're looking? <laughs> Mainly I just block the sun. Okay, and, good. You know, that's when good. I go down to Georgia... <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> no, Remember, if the devil goes, we don't go. I know. I All right, know, go ahead. So, yeah, yeah. anyway, ambition. Yeah, right? so just a, I had a, a desire for money and fame and uh, success and measured by the material worldview standard. Um, but part of what got me a taste of that was being ambitious and yeah. hardworking and sure. trying to learn and just be try to be smart in an in, in unhealthy context. But the Bible talks a lot about contentment. Yeah. So that was a difficult one. It still is something that's difficult yeah, for me. Sure. And it's it's how do I categorize or separate am I being ambitious for my own ends? Yeah. Or how would I be how would one or me or anyone be ambitious for the kingdom? Yeah. Is and then I'll ask some more questions about contentment. Yeah. But yeah, what do you what do you think about all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good question. First of all, I, praise God for me knowing the difference. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and saving saving you. me. Um <clears throat> there's it's a good question because uh, there, there's a difference between selfish ambition and godly ambition. Mm. So, like, not all ambition is wrong. Okay. Selfish ambition is always wrong, and we read about selfish ambition in Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interest of others, right? And so selfish ambition is the act of, you know, looking to your own interests and not worrying about other people and considering yourself more important than others. So people who are selfishly ambitious are content to use others to get what they want. And they're content to make other people objects or agents of uh, ways to get something from them, right? And so they use people and they just try to to climb, right? So Mm -hmm. that's selfish ambition, right? And it's very easy to spot selfish ambition like out in society. But one of the different one of the things Christians make a make a mistake of is they think all ambition is selfish ambition, right? So like a blanket category, right? And this is tough. I mean, because we don't want um, we don't want to be like indolent and lazy like oh, i don't know whatever we want to be ambitious for the lord and his work right we think about the the lord's prayer your kingdom come your will be done we want to have that kind of ambition that his kingdom come his will be done his kingdom come in our life his kingdom come in this world um his will be done in this world and in our lives we want that kind of ambition we want to work hard. And so we want to work hard for the Lord. And so that doesn't mean that our regular jobs, if we're not in full-time ministry, because few of us are, uh, 
that they don't matter. I mean, they can be, and they are just as much. We work heartily as for the Lord and not to men. As we work our good jobs to the best of our ability, we're honoring and glorifying God. And it's okay to want to be ambitious for the kingdom of God to advance, right? Mm -hmm. And so generally that ambition, the ambition for the kingdom of God to advance means um, like where we have to check ourselves is oftentimes we want the kingdom of God to advance and we want to be used in specific ways, right? I want to make money for the kingdom. Or yeah, yeah. or like a, like, so for somebody, one of the occupational hazards of a pastor, right, is to want to preach to more and more and more people and have a big following and that kind of thing, yeah. right? You can kind of trick yourself into saying, you know what, what's, it's all for the kingdom and it's all for the Lord. And the more people who hear the gospel, the better, you right. know, and that's and all true. if I true. get a private shot and, and no, fly around that. and, and no, that's talk ridiculous. to more people. That's ridiculous. Um, televangelists are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it's very tempting and so you have to check yourself and realize, okay, am I willing to be used however the Lord wants to use me? Because at the end of the day, all of us Christians are slaves to Christ. So in the New Testament, when it's translated, like Paul says, Paul, a servant of Christ, that word is doulos. And doulos? Really, doulos. Doulos. I thought you talking about food. No. We're talking about slavery. So that Paul is um, enslaved to Christ. So he's like a movable property. And we all are that too. So he's purchased us. He owns us. And he has the right to dictate who we are, what we do, and how we serve him. And so as we stay in the lane that he gives us as a calling, we should be ambitious. We should be ambitious for his glory. We should be ambitious for his kingdom. We should be ambitious for his name and his fame. And we should not be ambitious that we rise to have our name well-known or our fame expounded by other people or, you know, whatever, right? So that's dangerous. Yeah. So you can even have start what starts off as godly ambition, and you're saying it could be twisted for our own means under the, the guise of, I'm doing this for the kingdom. Yeah, I mean, and just because somebody has a big following doesn't mean that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. But it's just something you have to watch for in your own yeah. heart, you know? Um, because I think... We're called to be content, but at the same time, there should be, a, in a sense, in our, our hearts, we should all have kind of a, a godly discontentment with our current experience of God, our current knowledge of God, our current status that we are in our lives and in our sanctification. If we don't have like that kind of godly discontentment, we're not going to grow. Yeah, We're just going to be stagnant. We're, we're just going to be like, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what I do. We don't want to be like that. We yeah. want to work hard. We want to exert ourselves for the kingdom. But at the same time, we want to make sure that as we do that, <laughs> we're not trying to be self-aggrandizing. Yeah. You know? and, and one of the mistakes people make is, well, they'll do nothing because they won't do anything until they feel like they have the perfect motive. Mm. It's impossible. So it's better to work and do and be corrected along the way than if you sit on the side and say, well, I don't, I don't know. I might be selfishly ambitious to do some yeah. of this stuff. Yeah, you will. But let's repent. Let's confess that and repent and work on it but not just sit on the sidelines. Does that yeah, make sense? Totally, totally. I think of two things. Um, like one of the benefits of being a naturally driven person was that it translated to growth and pursuing Christ when I did get saved. So that same drive in me for secular and my own ambitious purposes was also totally applicable to understanding the word of God, wanting to fellowship, wanting to serve my church. So that it translated, but in a, in a healthier way. But yeah, so I still would struggle with like, oh, I should be 
doing this, this, and this in my career, or I should be yeah. running a business this way, or I want to be one of those people that earns a lot of money for the kingdom. Sure. Kind of mixing in my own desires with whatever the Lord has for me. Right. So it's, yeah, just kind of drawing that line and understanding that balance, but also just, like you said, checking your own heart along the way, uh, knowing well, that there's... Yeah, and I mean, even like Paul says in Philippians 4.11, um, he says, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Mm. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, mm. abundance and need. And then wow. we have the verse that everybody can take out of context. I can do all things through him who strengthens Philippians. me. What's the strengthening he's giving? Well, the strengthening is to, <laughs> to be content when you have and to be content when you don't. Yeah. To be content when you're in abundance and in need, when you have plenty and when you're hungry, right? And so like Paul's not taking a, a fait accompli, like eh, there's nothing I can do, it doesn't matter, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. He's he's doing something much more significant. He's saying, hey, when the Lord has me in a situation where part of his will is for me to be hungry and in need, I'm going to trust him and be content. That yeah. doesn't mean we don't work on trying to get food or mm -hmm. you know whatever. And then when the Lord has me where I have more than enough, I'm going to trust him and be content and not trust in what I have. Yeah. Right? That's the secret. That's the temptation that's what he's too. Talking about. Yeah. yeah. It's not laziness, right? To be well, that's to be yeah. That's kind of what I was going to get into. The, I had two more, but we'll go to the laziness one first. Is it seems as if contentment, the idea of contentment, can be a way to mask inaction. Yeah, um, sure. I think that's a thing. That is, absolutely, it is in the Christian world where it's just I'm waiting on the Lord, so it means I'm not doing anything. Right, and I'm wired to do to do, to do, to do. So for that, that part is hard for me. And that's, that's a danger. Like people can, let's be real. People can say, people can mask selfish ambition with godly and with the, the tail of godly ambition. People can mask laziness with, Hey, I'm just trying to be content. Yeah. Right. And so that's where we all have to kind of examine our own hearts and just ask ourselves, what, what's my temptation? Some of us have a temptation toward laziness. Yeah. Some of us have a temptation toward self-sufficiency and mm. overwork <laughs> to try to make everything perfect and control everything. Those are two different sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, it, lazy. The lazy person is like, I can't control it. What, what does it matter? Uh, whatever. I'm just going to give up. The person who's self-sufficient is going to be, I got to control everything. And if I can't control everything, I'm not going to be comfortable. Both are wrong. Mm. You have to be honest with ourselves and ask what is really going on in our hearts. Right. Yeah. And usually you can tell when bad times come, right? Maybe when something hard comes and you're crushed and your identity, like let's say something that you really enjoy is taken away, then you, okay, well maybe there was a part of me that was selfishly ambition in that, in that yeah. area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe that was an area where you, I idolized or something. Yeah. I mean, but there's also like, when you think that one of the classic texts people quote when it comes to contentment is Psalm 4610 that says, be still and know that I am God. Mm. Right. The whole, the whole context is the whole Psalm starts out. It's speaking of God being a refuge from verse one. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The, the call to be still is not a call to passivity, but it's a call to actively be still and actively place your trust in God which is not passiveness. 
So to be content and to be godly means you actively put your trust in God, knowing that there are some things you can control. And when you, and you do your best and you trust the Lord, um, you trust the Lord with the outcome. You trust the Lord with what happens. You trust the Lord with the strength that you have. You trust the Lord with your abilities and capabilities. You trust the Lord with the opportunities that come to you. Hmm. Um, and you trust the Lord. You yeah. actively trust the Lord because all of us have different capabilities. All of us have, has, has, have different opportunities. We all have, di- we're all, you know, just in different places, right? We trust the Lord. We actively, we, we be still, we still our hearts and say, you know what? My identity is not tied to how much I have, how much money, what house I live in, what I look like. Um, it's not tied to how well my kids obey. It's not tied to, to those kinds of things. It's tied to Jesus Christ. And so my contentment will not be affected by these circumstances that are that are um, going on in my life, or at least that's what we're trying to, to do. We, we be still. We still our hearts and say, okay, I'm going to actively trust you. you know? Yeah. So like like a pastor, when a pastor, like when I've preached a horrible sermon, my temptation is to be to walk away and be like, I just let all of Christendom down, Christendom down and all these wonderful people <laughs> came and they were not served. And so like, and I'm just, I crash and burn, right? That's self-pity happens all the time. And so for me, and so that's, I need to be still and trust and be content in the Lord. Just go, you know what? I'm not, I'll never preach the perfect sermon. I'll never say the, say, have the perfect thing to say, but I can be content to trust the Lord that he'll use even somebody as flawed and as, as, um, you know, compromised as I am and limited as I am. Um, he can use that for, use whatever I do for his glory. And so I can trust that and be content. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's, that's very helpful and practical. So thank you for addressing that. I, I'm sure there's other people that are interested in topics like this or they have questions like this. So feel free to email us, production at centergilbert.com. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, I mean, thank you. And it's a good topic. I mean, sometimes sometime it's becoming more and more popular for people to talk about uh, asceticism you know, which is the, like, it's not wrong for Christians to earn a good salary or have a lot of money. It's wrong to live for that salary and that money. And so people associate sometimes godliness with being poor Mm. or denying yourself. That is not true necessarily. Right. And so obviously, I mean, we read Ecclesiastes, we should enjoy good food and good good fellowship. We should know good enjoy. So all of life, if you try to get happiness from life, that's vanity. But When you're in life and you're married, enjoy your wife. When you're and you and you have good food, enjoy the food. Mm. Enjoy your friendship and fellowship. Don't deny that. Yeah. Um, in in the name of godliness, right? And so, uh, you know, do that. But that's not Pursue asceticism. Goals. Asceticism yeah. is not will not push down um, ambition, a selfish ambition. Sometimes and oftentimes it amplifies it. It's not more godly to be poor. Right. Um, it's very godly to be generous. And if someone says, hey, this is what I'm called to do. I'm going to be generous and give away most of what I have. Great. Excellent. That's not what everybody does. You know, or maybe this person says, I'm going to fast number, whatever amount of time. That's wonderful. Or I'm going to, I could afford a house that's much bigger than I do. And I, I live in a smaller house to, uh, to give more. Great. That's excellent. Um, but you can't prescribe that for everybody. Mm. Right. And yeah. so that, that's where we all have to grapple with the Lord in terms of our calling and, and in terms of what we're supposed to be doing. 
um, and not just be like, hey, what's allowed, you know? Yeah, and it's not as black and white. No, and put on blinders and be like, yeah, okay. So that's part of what ambition, the whole conversation of ambition. We should be discontent with our current experience of God and be most ambitious to get to know him more and better. That's what we should be ambitious for. Yeah. And then just be be content to be to trust him and and fight to keep our hearts pointed in his direction. Yeah, especially in regards to all other areas. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have questions about this or anything else, just email us at production at centergilbert.com and um, I will be able to read it if I have my glasses on because <laughs> if you've got I the right now, angle with it. I yeah. have to do I'm working on the angle. Yeah. Uh, if I have the right angle, I'll be able to read it. So until next cool. time. This is Fixed on Jesus. See you later.